Episode 98, The Listening Well. Welcome to The Listening Well, engaging you, the reflective woman, in soul care, spirituality, and social spaces through the grid of God's grace. Here, it's all about relationships where you live, work, and play. Psalm 55 says, If only I could fly away from all this. If only I could run away to the place of rest and peace. I would run far away where no one could find me, escaping to a wilderness retreat. I'll hurry off to hide in the higher place, into my shelter, safe from this raging storm. It wasn't an enemy who taunted me. If it was an enemy filled with pride and hatred, then maybe I could have handled it. I would have just run away. But it was her, my intimate friend, one like a sister to me. It was you, my advisor, the companion that I walked with and worked with. We once had sweet fellowship with each other. We worshipped in unity as one, celebrating together with God's people. Now desolation and darkness has come upon us. As for me, I will call upon the Lord to save me, and I know He will. Every evening I explain my need to Him. Every morning I move my soul toward Him. Every waking hour I will worship only Him, and He will hear and respond to my cry. I was betrayed by my friend. While she was stretching out her hand of friendship, she was secretly breaking every promise she had ever made to me. Her words were smooth and charming, yet her heart was disloyal and full of hate. Her words were soft as silk, while all the time scheming my demise. So here's what I've learned through it all. Leave all your cares and anxieties at the feet of the Lord, and measureless grace will strengthen you. He will watch over His children, those who love Him, never letting them slip or be overthrown. My life's hope and trust is in you, and you'll never fail to rescue me. Hey, love, have you ever felt betrayed by a close friend like the psalmist is talking about here? Nothing gets to us more as women as relational pain. I think it's a safe generalization to make. We're going to talk about that in just a minute, but um, first I want to catch you up. The last few weeks have been very eventful around here. I, I alluded to that a little bit last time we were together on episode 97. Basically, everything that could go wrong did. Have you ever had one of those months? (laughs) Hopefully not. Hopefully your transition into the new year um, or the new decade was smoother than mine, I hope. When everything's happening, um, when I'm in the middle of things, I just kind of flit around and get busy, super busy. I guess that's the fight or flight response in me or freeze. I do that sometimes too. But within a matter of weeks, just After uploading our Christmas episode with the women of Faithfully Restored, which was so great, so hopeful, and so life-giving and healing for me, right after that episode, I had a major post-Lyme flare-up with full-on debilitating headache and a list of flu-like symptoms that went on and on. It was the most rapid decline that I've had in years, maybe six or seven years. But I did also get better really quick, too. So it was the most rapid improvement, too. So that was a little encouraging, I guess. This old post lime roller coaster. And at the last possible second, I even got the okay to go on that cruise with Blair. I was thrilled about that because we really needed some time away alone together without 
all their responsibilities being home. The cruise comes right at the end of January every year, so you can kind of ease back into the groove of real life after the holidays. And every year while we're floating around on that ship, I get a chance to really reflect on the past year. And I think about what I'm thinking about and all that's happened around me. And one night, really, really late in the wee hours, I had a revelation. I'm lying awake. Is it laying or lying? I'm laying awake on the bed. The ship is finally quiet, which is so unusual because all day, every day, you know, it's basically a big party. If you've ever been on a cruise, you know this. Blair is fast asleep, and our bedroom is so cold because there's only one vent in the whole cabin, and it's hard to get the thermostat just right when you're constantly moving around the equator. So I'm just laying there freezing, wide awake, and just staring. Then I finally creep out of the bed and pull open the curtain, and I see this full moon in all its glory, just as bright and round and white as I've ever seen it, really low over the water. It was just breathtaking, gorgeous, and I felt the presence of God was with me, inviting me to sit with Him and just talk with Him. So I sit on the floor leaning up against the wall with one of Blair's big sweatshirts pulled on over my PJs and my pant legs pulled down over my toes. These are the times that I just start writing. You may not journal, you may not like journaling, but to me, it makes all the difference. I write to know what I think. And when I don't journal, I'm irritable and mean. I've been called businesslike. Ew, yuck. That is not who I want to be. So as I'm writing by the light of that big silvery moon, and with a little help from the handy dandy flashlight on my iPhone, I see it all on paper. All that's happened in this window of time between Christmas and the cruise. My mom had come here to Nashville at the end of December for the first time in 15 years, and everyone here got sick. And then in the middle of her visit, Blair's dad died. So Blair had to fly out to be with his mom and sister and brother and their families. So I was holding down the fort here and keeping everybody quarantined in their own respective corners of the house because it wouldn't be a good thing for an 85-year-old to get the flu. Her little body just would not have handled that very well. So I'm running around constantly trying to make sure everybody's doing their intake of fluids and meds. I was exhausted without my partner here. And we were talking every night, Blair and I, so I was helping him process his dad's death and all the intricacies of family dynamics. You know, it was a really stressful, high, high stress time. (laughs) But nothing, none of that held a candle to the relational thing. That's always the thing that takes me out every single time. This particular tension that I'm dealing with right now is between me and an old friend of mine. Oh, you thought you were alone in this kind of thing? (laughs) Oh, no, not at all, sister. I deal with it, too. Yeah, few things can slay me like a broken relationship. Maybe you can relate to my experience. If you've ever felt hurt by a close friend, there may be something of value for you here today. I'll tell you some of my story just so you can get a feel from where I'm com- for where I'm coming from. And I'm not going to be gossiping or giving any names or anything like that, of course. I'm just going to state the facts and just tell you how it all went down. To start, my old friend has never been keen as I about communicating feelings or keeping short accounts. Um, she would joke a lot that I was making a big deal out of nothing, but it wasn't ever nothing. It was never nothing. 
because all this resentment had been building for years and came spewing out of her like a volcano later. For me, as a recovering codependent, it was the perfect storm. All the factors were just right. We were really tight for several years, and I saw her just about every day. She was like the sister I never had, and we did seem to get along for the most part. At least, I think we did. At least at first. The fact that I've run into this woman this many times over the last few years is really remarkable. So working from the premise that God is good, I can go, okay, if God is good, then I can deduce that His plan is good too. I have to believe there's a reason for all this. I would not be running into my friend like this if God didn't have something good in mind. Nashville is not a small town. He's working this out for His glory and my good and for my friend's good. He's not just working on me. He's working on her, too. So maybe He's allowing us to cross paths so that she can realize the bitterness that she's had buried all this time. The Spirit may be bringing it to the forefront for her so it can't be denied and stuffed down anymore. I mean, I can see the bitterness in her eyes. Anyone can. And I'm not judging that. I was a bitter woman myself for the first half of my life. I've told you that. And the Father, Father just loves us too much to let us keep um, pressing it down where it festers and grows and eats eats at our own bones. So maybe it's taking this for her to realize that it's there in the first place. And then maybe she'll go see somebody in her church, or maybe she'll go see a counselor or join a Celebrate Recovery group or something. And my job is not to run and fix it, but to pray. So I pray healing for her. It's much harder to live this way than to fix things. But I know it's right. So while it's not fun at all, I'm hoping and praying that His will is done, and in the end, I trust Him. It's more about her than me. So when I take things less personally, it's much easier for God to um, move through me with grace, for God's grace to flow through me. And I'll add to that, you know, there have been lots of times where I've gone to my counselor, my Celebrate Recovery small group, and ask them, you know, what do I need to look at here? What What is my part? What do I need to repent of? So that's a real important piece too. And what about you, my friend? What is your friendship story? I've told you mine. Now you tell me yours. Have you been through a major divorce like I'm describing here? How are you handling it? Women take relationships to heart, and that's not a bad thing. That's the way we're wired. So just to review, here are some things to keep in mind as you're distancing yourself from an unhealthy friendship. Remember, it's all got to be done in love. Even a breakup can be done lovingly if you're respectful and sincerely desiring the best for the other person. Remember Ephesians 4.29. I write it all over my house and my steering wheel, everywhere. It's everywhere I can see at eye level. Speak the truth in love in order to benefit the other person. Next, make every effort to work it out. Yes, do. Yeah, do keep short accounts. Yes. But sometimes if the other person doesn't have ears to hear, it's okay to take a step back. It's a friendship, not a marriage. It's not your husband. (laughs) This really may be more about her than you. Next, do seek feedback from people really close to you who really know you and ask, what's my part in this? What do I need to repent of? 
And most of all, keep the order straight. God first, then your husband, if you're married, or your family, then your kids, then friends and family. If that gets out of order, then everything in life gets messed up. If you're interested in talking more about how to cultivate healthy friendships or how to break up with an unhealthy one, please email me and let me know what questions you have. I'll address them here, and if you want some coaching around it, we can schedule a free inquiry call to see if your experience might be coaching material. Reach out. No, I'm praying for you. CarthyMasters at gmail.com. We're still uploading new episodes once a month right here. So come on back. In a few weeks, our guest is going to be Dave Thomas, counselor extraordinaire from Daystar Ministries here in Nashville. He is known as the family counselor of Middle Tennessee. He's helped countless parents and families in the Nashville area, including yours truly. Around here, we call him the wild thing whisperer. Even if you don't have kids yet, you're going to love hearing Dave talk about the stages of development. You'll probably see yourself in there somewhere. You were a kid too once, right? Don't miss it. Dave Thomas on The Listening Well. Till next time. Bye, love. My thanks to the heroic, handsome, most talented rock star, keyboard player, producer, engineer extraordinaire, and my best friend, Blair Masters, for setting it all to music. And thank you for joining us. Come on back, and we'll talk more about how you can find your happy by living life more connected. Okay, someone just walked in. I'm going to have to start again. Oop, that's up.